Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Track Cycling Podcast. I'm Guy Swalbrick and as usual we'll be kicking off with Rob Jones from Canadian Cyclist and our preview of today's action and our review of the racing from yesterday. Then we have part two of our interview with Amber Joseph of Barbados, ahead of the Women's Omnium, and the first of two interviews with reigning points champion Corbin Strong of New Zealand about the defence of his title. We have more from Corbin and his Madison partner Aaron Gate ahead of that event on Sunday. But first, it's over to the Velodrome in Roubaix and Rob Jones. Yes, so uh, we have Omnium qualifiers this morning. Yes, and it's a strong field. A big field as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we've got a lot of good names in there. We've got Kopecky, RK Katie Archibald, Valenti, Balsamo. You know, there's a, there's a strong field there. And I, I've got to say Pan Am fourth place rider Amber Joseph because we've got the second part of her interview later. <laughs> but I mean she's she's I think justifiably worried about qualifying because it is it's a little bit of a lottery and it's it's three from each heat are, are not going to qualify. So yeah. It it could we could actually see a couple of reasonably big names not make it through to to the competition itself. And they're 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 not making it short of 60 laps, 15k and six sprints. So this is, you know, a full-on race before they then, uh, later in the session, um, they do their um, scratch race and then their tempo race. Not, not, so, much, not much later. I think they, um, the second heat finishes about, what, 20 past one, your time. Yeah. Um, and then it's four minutes to two is the start of the scratch race. So the girls in the second race will not have had much time to recover from their qualifier. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then in the race itself, I, I guess we're looking at the the usual suspects, aren't we? Once that filtering's been done, it's the names we just yeah. mentioned in terms of of the overall. We've got the kilo, obviously the the missing event from the Olympics. Yeah, sadly, you know, you and I have talked about this before. Sadly, that the sort of the the, the real race truth is 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 gone. Yeah. Um, but uh, and unfortunately, what it means is that a lot of the big names don't do it anymore. Yeah. Well, I think combination of that and the the program for the other sprint events makes it it quite difficult. Although Jeffrey Hoogland doesn't seem to to care, he'll be there. And again, I guess it's difficult to look beyond Hoogland for the for the winner there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sam yeah, Sam Lickley's a, a pretty decent kilo rider. Yeah. So we're, so we're still orange. <laughs> and and the mix of of endurance and and sprinters, which we we quite often have. So we've got. Valentin Tabillon from the um, from the French Team Pursuit Squad um, is one of the early heats off, so that might be quite interesting. I, I'm calling him Thomas for now, just okay. just to make life easier. Given that the other three members of the squad are all called Thomas, I'm also named Thomas, yeah. in one yeah. way or another, Thomas or Bruce for, for those old enough to remember the Monty Python sketch. So that's the kilo. We've then got the the other <laughs> rejected from the Olympics event, the individual pursuit. IP, yeah, um, and and again, I think there's a there's a couple of of good riders in that, but penultimate heat, Pippo Ganna, yeah. Again, it's it's hard to see. Um, we've got Thomas Denis from France, um, pretty and, good, and, and Lam- Lambie, and Ashton Lambie, yeah, Ashton Lambie, yeah. And Claudio Imhoff had a really good IP at the Europeans, so it, it might not be a foregone conclusion, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's going to be hard to see anybody challenging him. I think. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, I'm surprised they didn't give the uh, 
the um, Omnia women more of a rest by putting the pursuiters right after the uh, after the kilo and give them more more time. But mind you, then they'd have to have two Omnia races back to back. Yeah, so. yeah, and that really would well, be they tough. Don't, they don't really have much of a choice. Yeah, so just before the break, so we had the women's scratch, then the individual pursuit, and then just before the break, the first of the two stupid track league races in the Omnium now, tempo race. Yeah. With with the other one, the elimination coming in the early in the session this afternoon. I wonder if the um, new world champion, the elimination, would get to wear the rainbow jersey in the elimination as part of the... I, uh, I, I believe not. <laughs> oh, I, I know, but it's sort of interesting. She is the world champion now, and she's supposed to wear it in competition. Uh, yes, but it's an Omnium competition. It's not an elimination yeah, race competition. That's, 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 that's true. <laughs> and then after the, the break, we've got the men's points race. We've got the defending champion, Corbin Strong, um, from New Zealand, who, yep. um, as we'll see in the interview later on, um, considers himself still to be the underdog here just because of his his age and experience. And when you yeah. look through, you've got Sebastian Mora, Benjamin Toma, you know, there, there are some very experienced, Kenny De Ketela, um, there's, yeah. some, there's some pretty good points race riders in there. Yeah, I'm sort of surprised that uh, Viviani's not in it. Yes, I, I haven't looked to see what else he's riding. I assume he's... I'm, I'm assuming he's probably doing the Omnium. And, and possibly the uh, Manson. Manson as well. Yeah. Um, so that would be a fairly fairly intense programme if he if he is. And then I guess the, the event that you're probably dying to talk about is the Women's <laughs> Sprint Finals. That's right. Two Canadians, two Germans. A, a little unfortunate in terms of the, the way the times and therefore the, the seeding went. Um, because yeah. if it had been Canadian on Canadian and German on German, you'd have been guaranteed a, a silver. Yeah. Whereas at the moment, it's only guaranteed a bronze. But on the other hand, could have an all-Canadian final. It's possible. I mean, um, the way the uh, the semis are set up, I mean, it's it, it, it's the best chance for both teams to get through because it's Kelsey Mitchell against uh, Emma Heinze. Um, and Janae, I don't think, would be able to beat Heinze, but Mitchell certainly could. Um, I think, you know, that one could go either way. I think they're both on the top of their game. And the other one, uh, Sophie Friedrich versus Lorraine Genet, um, again, that could go either way. Genet's so, performance in the, um, in the quarterfinals yesterday was interesting because she got, she got completely outsmarted in the first race um, yeah. by Matilda Gross, who'd, who'd out-qualified her, but only by a, a whisker. Um, yeah. But then in the, the second two races she seemed to remember that she was the olympic kieran bronze medalist and and rode it like a kieran and and gross had no chance at all yeah i mean you you could really see there was there was a significant change in her uh in, in her attitude and i would the coach had a probably a real good talk talk with her about it's like what the hell were you doing in that first ride don't, don't think go <laughs> we seem to, oh, yeah. to work out pretty well yeah yeah so i mean it's i said it'll it'll be interesting to see i mean for canada it'll be the first medal of these championships no matter what color yep. of course we'd, we'd love it to be gold and silver but i'm i'm estimating that we're going to see a canadian german final in each of them you know I'd love it to be a Canadian Canadian final, but in for 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 the gold, but I'm I'm not so hopeful about that. So yes, I I think in some ways that's probably the most most interesting lineup of 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 the racing because you have four riders, all of whom could potentially win. Yeah, I mean, if I had to put if I had to put money on it, I think I'd probably put Canada down for silver and bronze. But two steps on the podium wouldn't be a, a bad bad end to the day. Yeah. Would it? yeah. 
So that's what's coming up today. We probably should have a look back at yesterday and and our predictions, which were probably slightly better than on the on the first day. Kieran, we said we said Lavrason, and and for a few moments there in the final, I thought Hoogland was going to make us look silly, but Lavrason just had another gear, didn't he? Yeah, he 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 just went by everybody. Yeah, I, I mean, I saw Hoogland charge up from the back and come alongside him, and I thought, oh, well, this could be interesting. No, no <laughs> back to what we were expecting. <laughs> sprint sprint we've covered i think we were pretty spot on with our our predictions there in terms of the germans being at the front and and the canadians not too far behind uh, what else did we have yesterday women's team pursuit that final looked close for a while yeah and then the a while uh, then the italians <laughs> fell apart yes and, and and we saw that in a variety of ones i mean the men's team pursuit the danish have fallen apart like i don't think i've ever seen them fall apart yeah, the, the the Danes I think have had a pretty rough time the last couple of weeks, from what I understand it. The changes in the in the lineup are not due to them trying new riders; they're due to illness in the camp. Um, and I think that's that's affected some of the riders who are actually fit enough to ride. Um, mm. So I think I think they have they have some excuses, but you know the combination of of illness in the camp and a mix of of youth and experience probably wasn't gonna gonna work out well. Yeah, yeah. But then the Italians in the final were just yeah. I mean they else. started you know the, you know the, the you know you got you got to give the French credit. I mean they they tried so hard and you know they they, they were really feeding off the crowd. Um, but you know the Italians just sort of ground them down. Yeah, no, it was a, a phenomenal performance. And and then um, in the and I, just on the Italians, I, I believe I think Pippo Ganna said in his um, his interview afterwards there uh, it was definitely the first. Italian team pursuit title since I think 1997 but I, I think he said it's the first time the reigning Olympic champions have, have also been the reigning world champions in the team pursuit huh. which is quite okay, interesting yeah well and I suppose you know you know partially because of the timing yeah right you know normally it's you know it's it's before the Olympics and um, everyone's still building up and, and then, and and then so the next that. one where it could happen the following one nobody turns yeah. up so yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably not as, as big a surprise I, I will check the record books to make sure he's right on that one yeah elimination race uh, we talked about it in in reference to the the omnium i think we had mm-hmm. a we had a short list of valenti kapeski paternoster and um kajihara right and only one of them let us down i think kajihara was out in 13th <laughs> place yeah but we got yeah. the top three right yeah, I mean, Valente did, I think, too much work. I mean, I just know from my photos, she was on the front all the time. Yeah, you know, and then and then eventually, she just ran out of gas. Yeah, so. and I, th- I think that's what that attack was about. At the end, I think she she didn't know whether she had enough to to do a one on one sprint and decided to get it all out in one last effort to mm-hmm. break away and that that one of the bronze. Well, the interesting was was Pattenoyster. You know, she went up to do the um, podium for the silver medal for the team pursuit for the women and then got, and then um, got off and handed over a silver medal and then lined up to get the gold medal <laughs> elimination, like immediately after, because they followed one after the other. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, good, good recovery from, from doing two team pursuit rides in the evening yeah. to, to then win the elimination and the men's scratch race. I mean, we said confidently yesterday, 
Viviani was going to be the the key to that race, and that it wouldn't be anything like the women's race. Yeah, and then it was a, an almost carbon copy of the women's race, and Viviani well, was nowhere there, to be seen. You know, there, you know, there there were some more attacks, uh, particularly Gavin Hoover, the young American. You know, who, you know, to me, I mean, he impressed me just because he was willing to take some chances. You know, and especially with his late attack, when you know they didn't catch him until you know less than two laps to go. But uh, Viviani got caught in the, on the first one that split the pack. He got caught in the wrong side, and then had to bolt across. Um, and then, and then after that point, he wasn't really in it. He, he kept staying near the front, and you kept thinking, "Oh, you know, he's he's there. He's going to do something." And then he just didn't. No, and he, he he snuffed a couple of attacks out in there. I think he chased Rudick back at one point, and so he, he was working hard. And there was a couple of riders at the front working hard. Reese Britton from from Great Britain was. Uh, was yeah. always thereabouts, and and in fact, um, Donovan Gordon from France was w- was working quite hard early on, but obviously not too hard because he had a, a a little bit left in in the tank. Yeah, that was that 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 was impressive. That that last lap and a half, I mean, uh, no one was coming around him, and you could hear, even though there weren't a lot of people here, it got impressively loud. You know. Because you know it was their first win. Um, I, and, I did think and, they were going to be let down on the line as as Dance of Belgium came very very close to to pipping him on the line. But yeah, yeah. Oh, I no, I mean, um, we had some good racing yesterday evening. You know, across multiple events, there was you know, it was it was uh, you know in, in the pursuits it was tight for a while, and you know you you definitely see that there's some people coming along. I'm going to have to mention Canadian Women Team Pursuit Team. Their first, their first elite world championships, and um, they set a personal best in the first round to make it into the bronze. I mean, we knew they weren't going to win a bronze medal, um, but uh, just making it that far, um, you know, um, I was talking with the coach, and she was just bouncing because that that wasn't their expectation. So, yeah, and there's a big gap they closed on Ireland between the times from qualification and the the first round ride. Yeah, so I mean, it shows, you know. Canada finally getting an indoor velodrome has made an enormous difference. All of a sudden, there's a training center, and you're seeing that Canada is is rather than every now and then having an individual rider that might do well, now actually has a program, which they've never had before, and it seems to be making a difference. And, I mean, they, they, they acknowledged, you know, it was the British program um, and a couple of others that they were based that they're going to base themselves on, and, and obviously it's starting to pay off. How much as it pains me to admit it, the the British program was a shameless ripoff of the Australian program. So, um, <laughs> uh, my my old friend Heiko uh, Salzweidel, who left us a couple of weeks ago, sadly, I think was was responsible for a lot of that that structure and organisation that's been inherited by by a number of teams in the in the intervening period. Yeah, no. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it 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 just shows, you know, how 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 important, particularly for track racing having a proper facility is yeah. because prior to that, you know, Canada was, you know, taking camps down to California two or three times a year and going to T-Town, you know, um, in Pennsylvania, but, you know, couldn't really have anything consistent now, you know, they have a year round program. Well, if you look at the, the French resurgence in this world championships, that's probably not unconnected from from the opening of of Saint Quentin, mm-hmm. which is you know they they had indoor velodromes, but um, having a Paris base and a a modern, well equipped two hundred and fifty track, I think, is has made a difference to their program as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's it just shows how necessary it is. 
Thanks for that, Rob. See you tomorrow. As I was editing this podcast, Amber Joseph was on track attempting to qualify for the Omnium. We spoke to her about our prospects a couple of days ago. Yeah, points race bronze and just missing out on a medal in the Omnium in in the Pan Ams says a lot because the new format really you, you can you can have a, an okay first three races and make up a lot in the points race at the end. It really is you know, three three events tacked onto the front of a points race. Uh, so how are you feeling about it? Um, well, so this year is the first year that I've actually qualified for the Omnium. And I found out that we actually have a qualification for the Omnium, which normal worlds, you like top 24 qualify, and that's the end of it. But this seems to be 29 of us. So I don't really understand how that works with UCI. But um, it's going to be interesting. So my goal for that day is to qualify for the Omnium <laughs> again. <laughs> Like if making sure my points isn't good enough before, now I actually have to be able to race. So and I think um, that's a scratch race qualifier, isn't it? I, no, I think the it's points. points. Okay, well, that's that's yeah. in your favour. Yeah, so I'm just going to try and get little points or even have the best finish that I can. But going off how I was mentally in the scratch race, I really just have to kind of just go with the flow and not really think about anything. Like I can't think, okay, I need to get a point because I need to qualify because then I'll just not even think about what I'm doing in the race. So really what I want to do is just enjoy it and do what I can and hopefully qualify. So, you know, it's, it's going to be really tough. Everybody's, you know, out to get in a good position going into next year for the Olympics, start of the Olympic qualification. This is the best place that I have been in regarding points. So I'm just going to try and hold on to that best I can and, you know, see what happens. I'm, yeah, I'm nervous to say the least, but um, just try and enjoy it. And it's, it's a pretty <laughs> weak field, isn't it? Katie Archibald, Jennifer Valente. I mean, what's, what is there to worry yeah, about? Yeah, there's not many pieces there at all. Yeah, nobody. It's not like there's Olympic medal and gold medalists here or anything, you know. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, best of luck with that. Sadly, just as we were finishing off the edit of this podcast, Amber missed out on the cut for the Omnium, finishing 14th in the qualifiers. But I'm sure she'll be back, raring to go in Glasgow in April when the Track Nations Cup kicks off again. Before the competition started, we caught up with Corbin Strong of New Zealand, who's defending his rainbow jersey in the points race later today. Unfortunately, the Zoom connection wasn't great, so apologies for the audio quality. Corbin, early on we heard reports that the team pursuiters were struggling a bit with the geometry of the track, although they seem to have got used to it. How's it been for you? Actually, it feels uh, quite nice on the bunch bike, to be honest, and it's nice not to have to worry about all the uh, yeah every single millimetre on the track the team's pursuing, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I followed a few teams just on my bunch bike, and yeah, it didn't look the smoothest and easiest uh, track the team's no, pursuing. I, I think there were a few crashes in some of the... Um, some of the sessions oh, as well. Oh, wow. Thankfully, we were not involved in any of them. Interestingly, I was looking at the... Uh, obviously, there are fewer riders, New Zealand and, and Australia in particular, China not there at all. But there's only a handful of, of reigning world champions who who haven't made the trip. Um, how does it feel to be going up there to, to defend the championship? Yeah, it's... <laughs> An underdog in, in that sort of field, um, just with my age and, and experience in that. But um, yeah, I think this year, the the rest of the competition might probably be looking at me in that way. So it's going to be different, that's for sure. I probably won't get away with uh, a few things I got away with last year. There'll be a few riders looking at me. But um, yeah, I'm excited for the opportunity and 
yeah, it's something I've never experienced going into a race as, as a defending world champion. So, yeah, it's a really strong field and obviously it's not going to be easy and, yeah, I'm looking forward to the challenge. You said you think of yourself as the, the underdog still in the in the points race. I assume you're still aiming for, for a step on the podium? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'd, I'd love to defend the title, but, um, yeah, I think world titles obviously don't come easy. And, and I know last year I came into the world champs on, on really, really good form. Uh, this year I, I'm probably not as confident in my form and, yeah, not everything's gone perfect uh, on the road over the last couple of months. But, yeah, I'm definitely still hopeful I, I can, yeah, put out a good result. And, yeah, it'd be an absolute dream to wear the rainbow stripes for another season. We'll have more from Corbin and teammate Aaron Gate ahead of Sunday's Madison and Aaron's thoughts ahead of the men's Omnium tomorrow when we'll be back as usual with our roundup of all the action. Until then, goodbye.